Did you know the guise of social-emotional learning is damaging children all across America? Today's episode is a continuation of our discussion with Alvin Louie, the founder of Courage is a Habit. Courage is a Habit educates parents on the indoctrination going on in classrooms, how teachers and school counselors may be manipulating your kids, and how even the simplest math problem can be twisted into a political or sexual conversation. Is it too late to save our kids from this destructive agenda? Alvin has some great things to say, so stay tuned. So jump in a little bit more and talk a, about, you know, the surveys and, and these kinds of things. You talked about throw a wrench in it. Well, mm -hmm. how and what does that mean? Well, what you just described there in those last several minutes is called is cultural responsive teaching. Okay, yeah. That's what you just described. The yeah. teachers go through the training. They, they come out of academia uh, uh, being trained to push this ideology, this Marxist ideology, this equity, diversity, equity, inclusion, which we call DIE, D-I-E. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, and But how it's being done is called culturally responsive teaching. So for every parent listening out there, go to your school website and type in culturally responsive teaching or culturally responsive competency, and you will find it. because near 100% of K through 12 has social emotional learning. So yeah. what you just described there, what everything you just said is culturally responsive teaching. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let me give everybody an example of why you can't necessarily put your hands on it. Um, and this example comes uh, from the country's leading expert on social emotional learning. Her name is Jennifer McWilliams. And this is the example that she uses because this is an example that they're teaching uh, uh, teachers because she was a teacher who got fired uh, from Indiana for speaking out against social emotional learning when no one knew what it was. So she is the country's yeah. foremost leading expert. I'm going to give you an example from a second grade math class, and then I'll get into the surveys of how it throws a little wrench. And then we can wrap up about how parents can, 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 what they can do again is all about action. Yeah. Second grade math problem. So, uh, little Johnny is riding in his car with his mom and dad, and they're going to the amusement park. The amusement park is 50 miles away from their house. They've already driven 30 miles. How many more miles uh, will they need to drive before arriving at the amusement park? Okay. Some kids answer whatever, right? They answer the right answer, wrong answer. But the teacher goes, okay, we'll get to the answer. You know, the answer is, we'll get to the answer in a minute. So let's talk about little Johnny and is sitting in a car with his mom. Amusement park. How many people have been to amusement park? Some kids raise their hands. Some kids don't. And then they'll go, okay, so why, why do some kids go to the amusement park? Some kids don't. Some kids go, oh, I'm afraid of rides. Remember the second graders, right? They're all very innocent. Yeah. And then some, eventually someone's going to go, well, I, I, I've never been to because my, my parents can't afford it. Now you have a talk about equity, about mm -hmm. the uh, half and the half knots and they'll press and they'll press, right? You got to talk about that. Well, why can people afford it? Is that fair? And then some kid, no, it's not fair. Uh, you know, um, uh, uh, amusement park should be free. Should be free. Why is it not free? Okay. Uh, mom and dad. Mom and dad. Does everybody have a mom and dad? Now you just generated a discussion about families and well, what some, well, my neighbor is two moms. Oh, okay. Well, so families look different, right? Now you have a discussion on that. Cars. Shit. Does everybody ride cars? Then you have a discussion on environmentalism. Mm -hmm. Some people can't afford cars. That's called cultural responsive teaching. There is no topic that you can't generate into a political or sexual discussion. Okay. So what you described there is exactly that. All right. Um, so the surveys, 
the reason why it throws a wrench in the things is because the schools pay a ton of money, your tax dollars. They spend a ton of your tax dollars they do. hiring these companies to do these surveys on your children. So that is a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more they survey your children, the more they can manipulate the data. And then every year they come back. School is oppressive. School is racist, homophobic, transphobic. Kids don't feel belonging. Kids don't feel included. We need more social emotional learning. Mm -hmm. Then they put more in and then they lower the academics, lower the behavior, screw the kids up and then go, oh, kids, mental health is worse than ever. Self-fulfilling prophecy. If you take your children out of the data, that screws them up because now they don't have enough children to survey because now you get like 30%, 20% of the schools not taking it. That's, that, you know, that's hundreds, if not thousands of students, depending on, you know, what, how big your school district is. And then now they can't say, oh, all... All students want this or 80% of parents want this. No, you're not, you're not serving the whole school. Yeah. You're not supporting everyone. So now you've got, now you've got a, a number of parents can push back and go 30% of us, 20% of us are not taking the survey. So these policies are not supporting everybody. Also, they're not getting the data because they're expecting a certain amount of data, especially these companies you're paying for it. So then now they're expecting a certain amount of data. At the very at the very least, that's kind of that high level how you can throw a wrench in it. But on a, on the personal level, you do not want your children's data stored in these databases. Yeah. These longitudinal databases follow your child forever. So I'm gonna I'm gonna extend this further. I'm gonna go a little further now than what is happening today. Where they're going with it is they're gonna be setting up your children for a credit system, a credit scoring system, meaning that let's say at 18, 19, 20. Your child goes, hey, I want to exercise my second amendment. They're going to say, you know, in schools, we had these surveys. He doesn't meet the mental health criteria. He doesn't meet this. Again, mental health, through whose lens is it? Through whose lens is it? Not you, not the not the mental health that we know it. It's a, you know, they they don't have the right thought process. So they're deemed not the right score, not the right mental health. They shouldn't own firearms. You know what? They don't have the right scores. We're not going to let them open a bank account because they're they're hateful. What do you mean they're hateful? They're calling for violence. They don't believe a man can get pregnant. That's very hateful. You see? It, through whose lens is it? That's why it's so important to understand language contamination. They use your vocabulary, not your dictionary. Right. So you have to get your kids out of the data mining. So if you go to courageisahabit.org and Melvin, I will send you the link so you can put it in your show notes. And when you upload it to wherever you upload it, you can put it in the show notes, sure. we'll but just as a verbal, you can go to courageisahabit.org and click on SEL surveys. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you click on SEL surveys, we, it, we describe in these tools, there's a set of tools that goes into a little, a lot more detail than what I could have gone through here, but sure. it covers everything that I said. Plus it gives you more detail. It talks about what the surveys are, how it's being used as a self-fulfilling prophecy, what they do with it. The, the, uh, the answers, we have something in there called survey says that explains mm -hmm. exactly what I just explained. In fact, one the, the question about the, do you feel confident in your completing your assignment comes from that. And then at the end of each of those documents, there is a opt-out form that our attorneys wrote for you, the parents to use, to turn in. You use the opt-out form. We also tell you what happens if they lie to you and say, you can't opt out. And we give you a tip on that too. We tell you who to send it to, how to send it. We walk you through that. So just, you know, download the, the survey and that's a tool for the parents. Excellent. So we will definitely put that there. Thank you for sharing that. Let me ask this question. 
because uh, it's my understanding, and I think I have this right, um, most of this is actually driven through the Federal Department of Education. Correct. Um, and it's pushed down as part of the agenda. You know, okay, you, you do these things. It's kind of, you know, top-down focus into the mm -hmm. states and we'll fund certain things if you get us. And they don't that's make right. it about data, but that's what it's all about. The Federal Department of Education is almost entirely about collection, collecting data. The, the, there's that, right. Then there's the teachers' unions, Right there, right. and then there's the companies that they partner with, like Castle, which is the yes. main, the main C A C A S E L C A S E L mm -hmm. Castle. That is the all social emotional learning comes from that organization. They have they have vendors mm -hmm. that take their social emotional learning, and schools pay them a lot of money to put it in. But it all comes from Castle. But yes, all the the different yeah. funding yeah. pushing comes from oh. the Department of Education. You're correct. So here's where I'm coming, and I realize every state's a little different, okay, uh, because of the, the state actually sets the policy for education uh, in their statutes and, in, you know, mm -hmm. through their structure and so forth. Uh, many states uh, allow, they have a state board of education mm -hmm. that gives minimum standards of mm -hmm. learning. Mm -hmm. And then there are the local school boards mm -hmm. that implement and they actually set the policies and do the hiring and firing and do a lot of the Correct. carry the real weight uh, mm -hmm. of making that school district function and operate well. So isn't it also true that local school boards have authority over whether or not they allow these kinds of things to function and take place in their schools. We talk about the parents, you know, and you can opt your kid out. Well, can't com communities go to the school boards and say, we don't want to have any absolutely. part of this. Oh, and absolutely. That ought to be cut off at the knees by that's the right. local school boards. hundred percent. They can, that's why it's so important to show up, speak up and reject the transgender cult recruiters, child abusers that call you labels. They don't want you to speak up. They don't want you to hold your school board accountable. This is where courage is a habit. You got to yeah. push through that. You're absolutely right. Uh, a school board has a lot of power to be able to end some of these contracts, make it opt in instead of opt out or get rid of the surveys altogether. Stop, stop uh, paying these companies to do nonsense like anti-racism training and lgbtq inclusivity training those are things all by the school board the school board can stop all those things yep uh the teacher development days bringing speakers in drag queen hours and having them come in all those things the school board can end all those contracts exactly absolutely 100 percent um Another another group that we won't have enough time on this podcast, but I will point you and I'll give you the link. The group that the parents often don't look at are school counselors. Yes, the school so, counselors yeah. and social workers, they are the largest purveyors of the transgender cult. Okay. Mm -hmm. They are not the teachers or the school board, the school counselors. The right. teachers obviously have because they're around your kids and they can influence your kids horribly, which is why you got to get rid of teachers and expose teachers. And you see that online with lives of TikTok and inside the classroom and those folks like that. But if the school counselors as a system, they yep. come in and they identify the kids who actually need help, 
who are going through a hard time. And instead of dealing with the underlying issue, they move them towards the pronouns, the binding. And then obviously once you get on that train, it, the going to the surgeries and the drugs are, are, are it's yeah. quick. So the school counselors. And so we will give you a link to that because we do a ton of work on the school counselors, which we won't have time to get into. But sure. um, yeah, so but you're right back to the school boards. Uh, they they have a tremendous amount of power, but they need parents to uh, voice and to be, be the, to have the parents be louder and sure. bigger than these sure. activists that comes. Usually these activists don't they, they're not even locally. They're usually coming out from a you know, yeah. different area. Yeah, we see that all the time. Yeah. Excellent. Wow, well, this is good stuff. So um, talk to us for just a minute as we kind of wrap up. How would you encourage parents and teachers, and I know there are a lot of counselors out there grappling with this as well because we talk to them. Yes. They talk to Me us. Right. How would you speak to them and school board members? Okay, have these different layers of of influencers and and help them to build habits of courage. Talk to them. What does that mean? Everybody feels alone because everybody's silent, and it's a symbiotic relationship. Okay, if the parents speak up. And no teachers and counselors speak up. It looks like they're just speaking out against teachers. That's what these activists, that's what yeah. these dishonest activists make it look like. You just hate teachers. Mm -hmm. You don't like respect teachers. If the teachers speak up, then they get docs really heavy because you're going against your own and you're betraying and same thing with the school counselors. So when I talk to parents, I go, the more you speak up, the more cover you give good teachers and school counselors. Mm -hmm. It gives them more cover because now they know, hey, if I speak up and I start getting doxxed and I start getting uh, bullied by my own the, by the, the by the act the activists, mm -hmm. I've got an army of parents that back me up. Nope, Mrs. Yep. Williams great. I love her, da da da. she's amazing. Every teacher should be like her. Every teacher should focus on academics like her, not these teachers. Get rid of these yeah. teachers, right? Yeah. But as, so I talk, when I talk to parents, I go, you got to speak up and give her that cover or give him that cover. But when I speak to t parents or school counselors, I go, hey, you guys have to speak up because you have the authority. You have to stand up and go, hey, those parents that you guys are trying to bully and saying it's not inclusive and they're racist and transphobic. No, they are or it's not happening. You get that a lot. Oh, that's not happening. This is just a right wing conspiracy. Yeah. Teachers and school counselors can come out and they can dispel it like that. Because yeah. if someone goes, it's not happening, show me proof, which is what they always say because they're very dishonest and they keep moving the goalposts. You mm -hmm. see that on social media a lot. If a teacher and a school counselor goes, no, nope, it's happening. I'm a teacher. I'm a school counselor. And this is how one, two, three, and then lay it out exactly like how I, I did. Here it is. One, two, three. This is how it's happening. This is the, we get the survey. This is what happens. And next year we take the professional development and we given this books to read and we got to push this anti-racism, this equity, and we got to ask for pronouns. Nope. They make us do that. The parents are right. Mm -hmm. And if you as a teacher and a counselor come out and do that, guess what? It emboldens the parent. There's some parents out there going, ah, I want to speak up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to get, get called names. And then to hear the a, a teacher or a school counselor speak up, guess what? They're going to go, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to back her up. Yes. That's what I've seen too. But you keep telling me, is that happening? Now I got Mrs. Williams saying it's happening. Yes. Let's get, what are we doing here? Let's get rid of this. Yeah. So it's a symbiotic relationship. This is why having courage is so important because once you have it, you go on offense and you stop yeah. apologizing. Stop apologizing when people go, oh, you're just a racist. Don't. This is the one thing I tell parents when they go, you're a racist or a homophobe or transphobe. 
Your immediate response shouldn't be, no, I'm not because, and give your reason. Your immediate response should be, I don't care because they're dishonest and they're trying to harm your children. So if you make courage a habit and you speak out, even if you're the only one, ironically, you're, you will not be the only one. Yeah. But if you don't speak up and you make fear a habit, you will always feel alone and everybody around you will always feel alone because nobody's speaking up. And these, you know, eight activists that's the loudest in your community will be able to bully everybody to look like they got a bigger army than they do, but they don't. They're just bullying everyone to use the pronouns. Paid to be there by the union. I was at a meeting last week where I saw that in action. Yes, that's it. They wear the t-shirts. They trot these kids that they've already screwed up. They talk about how you're killing me and you're erasing me. And they're using all these emotional blackmail language. Yeah. Look exactly. past it. None of it's true. They're not killing themselves. If they're killing themselves, it's because these transgender ideal the recruiters are confusing them, telling them that they're not a boy or girl. And if someone doesn't call you by the right name, they're erasing you. They're the yeah. ones that's causing the, that not because a, a, a sane, loving parent goes, honey, you're, you're going through it. This is, you're going through this. You're not a boy. And I'm not, I'm going to love you too much to, to get you on these body destroying hormone blockers and these surgeries mm -hmm. that will make you a lifetime, a, a lifelong medical patient. So right. that's what I tell, this is what we train parents for. This is what we, when we go into training, we do obviously speaking engagements and trainings. And we go into mm -hmm. uh, different states and communities and school districts. And we teach the courage as a habit model. We mm -hmm. take tools, we break down their schools and go, okay, your schools do it this way. Largely all schools do it mostly the same way, but obviously once you get down to the nitty gritty, you know, sure. there's, there's going to be like, okay, your school does it specifically like this. All right. schools are doing it. Okay. So I want everyone to understand this is not a red or blue state thing. Every single right. K through 12 is doing it. We have yet to see a school district that doesn't have social emotional learning. And there's no such thing as good social emotional learning. All social emotional learning is meant to be like this. Schools might have it in varying intensity, but they're all working towards the same goal, which is to indoctrinate your children to the idea that America's oppressive, confuse them sexually, sexualize them early, and ultimately separate you, separate the children from their parents by saying, we're keeping these secrets from parents because parents are unsafe. And that's what the school counselors do. And again, if you go to courageishabit.org and click under school counselors, you will see our tools and, and, and our exposés on them, which I'll send you the link. Alvin, thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's been very informative, very straightforward and transparent. I appreciate it so much. For our listeners, we will include all these relevant links to Courage is a Habit, their website and so forth uh, on the show notes for this uh, episode. And so please go there, use those uh, and dig in, uh, do your research, get informed. Uh, that's the most important thing you can do is equip yourself yes. with knowledge so that you can stand up for and protect your children, your Absolutely. grandchildren, your students, your communities. And so also let me encourage you to follow NWEF, No Webster Educational Foundation on your social media so that you don't miss any important updates or resources that we're bringing to you. And most of all, thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Melvin, for having me. This was a great conversation. I, I hope I get your chance to come back. Everybody, you know, go, if you want to follow us on our socials, it's at Courage Habit. That's at Courage Habit. That's on our, all our socials, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. And then, of course, uh, courageisahabit.org. You'll see the links. And we are a nonprofit. 
Every dollar that we uh, get goes right back into the the work and the tools. Uh, we want to keep a we try to keep a very small professional staff, which is why uh, the things that we put out look the way it does and sound the way it does. Is because we have very very good hardworking people working on it, and we definitely want to continue to grow our team so that we can give you guys the tools to to stand up for your children. So uh, if you go to courageisahabit.org. Uh, you can click on the little heart there and uh, support us in that way. Every dollar goes right back to our work. Thank you, Alan. You've been listening to The State of Education with Melvin Adams, a Noah Webster Educational Foundation podcast. We're a nonprofit organization with the goal of reclaiming education and culture through foundational principles and sound policy. To partner with us, you can give a tax-deductible gift at nwef.org slash donate. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Tune in next week for more on the state of education.